I Tell Stories is brought to you by Somewhere, Cannabis Dispensary, Portland, Oregon, Illock Supply, and people like you. It was all I could think about. Bottles of rum, we drinking now. Get off my stool, I'm thinking how. My brethren next to me sinking scowls. Pass that shit with a winking smile. Marijuana, you stinking pal. Muskets and sabers could drink the now. Background piano with a blinking style. Friends with Benjamin, but we some veterans. And if you got a scheme, we consider it. After them pieces, after them dividends. Trying to rise from the seasons we living in. I'm surprised you haven't heard of me. I got a reputation, a bad reputation. Like sometimes I just go nuts, like now. <laughs> uh, um, I'm only smoking to take my mind off my dog biscuit problem. All right, any of these, this ringing a bell? What did one shepherd say to the other shepherd? Let's get the flock out of here. No? Oh my, I don't even know, that's like a grandpa joke, dude. It's Riggs, dude. It's fucking... Uh. Mel Gibson, Riggs, come on. <laughs> Lethal weapon? Oh, fuck. Hey, uh, did I did I mess up here? I got something confused. Um, I feel. Oh, it's swords. Shit. Uh, William Wallace. <laughs> William Wallace's sword. My bad, dog. I don't know how I uh, got. That's on display at the National Wallace Monument in Sterling, Scotland. Yeah. And it's a large two-handed sword used in battle by William Wallace himself. Now, of course, there's some debate on this hmm. among scholars, but sword measures just under five pounds and or five and a half pounds, and it's just under five and a half feet long. Oh wow! Which, yeah, that's a sizable blade, especially. My Scottish people aren't generally like the largest in stature, built pretty sturdy, but not very tall. Yeah, kind of like uh, dwarves. Yeah, that's why. I, that's why I feel like dwarves in like games always have a Scottish. <laughs> dwarves, Jesus. No, but in no. games they always have like a Scottish accent, don't they? <laughs> I, you know, why is that? Is that like some sort of cultural appropriation? Or yep. something, dwarves? I think I should get really upset about it and, like, yeah, tell everyone and then sit in the corner and eat cat food and stare at the wall. For I don't real. know. Maybe I won't. Because I don't really care. Yeah, fair but, enough. Yeah, Wallace, of course, was the leader of the resistance to English oppressors in wars for Scottish independence. Uh, the sword was used at the Battle of Stirling Bridge in 1297, a very famous, famous battle. Indeed. Um, Mel Gibson knows. <laughs> yeah! And yeah, it was the following year used at the Battle of Falkirk. Okay. Uh, referred to by some as Freedom Sword. Uh, Wallace and the Sword have been used internationally as symbols of their uh, fight for social justice and. Um, like a rallying, yeah. like an item, like a relic, like Go Scotland. Yeah. Freedom. Yeah, exactly. We are not part of the UK, right? Or wait, is that Ireland? Just. Um, <laughs> that shows my knowledge. Yeah, Ireland's not, but Scotland is part of the UK. And they just wanted independence, like as their own right country yeah. from from England. And yeah, yeah, there's many countries had uh, English guests they weren't too fond of. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! That's I hope that strikes a chord with somebody. Um, <laughs> That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, William Wallace. What a what a figure. 
you know, uh, part myth and legend, and then, uh, you know, there's some facts. Oh, he was a real dude, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I said part myth, you know. Like, there's so much that's around this guy. It's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and with the sword, again, it's debated by some historians. The legend has it that uh, it's, it remained at Dum- Dumberton Castle, where uh, Wallace was, was captured and eventually killed in 1305, and mm. it stayed at the the castle, but then no mention of it until 1505 when King James IV requested repairs on its handle. And then fast forward to 1888, uh, Wallace's sword was moved to the National Wallace Monument. And while it sounded logical, it enraged the town of Dumberton. You know, Why? They wanted the sword to remain. They wanted the sword to stay in their town. Oh, Sterling. right. So, I get it. Yeah. Um, Trying to get. That. And then some interesting stuff that went on. Uh, in 1912, Ethel Moorhead smashed the case holding William Wallace's sword as an act of, to raise awareness for women's suffrage and voice uh, social and political issues. That's a statement, Ethel, right? Yeah. <laughs> Standing <laughs> up. But, yeah. Um, then on November 8th in 1936, Scottish nationalists attending Glasgow University stole the sword from the monument. <laughs> and it was eventually returned. And then Again, in 72, 1972, um, somebody noticed, I forget where I had his name, but uh, he was just, he thought it was disrespectful. It was, the case was all dusty and it was just like not really cared for or whatever. And so he was just like, F this, like I'm getting, like he saw it as a source of national and, you know, his heritage and everything right. and yeah. pride. And uh, so he got it out of there and eventually just said, you know, called him up I think it was and just arranged so that he wouldn't get in trouble but wait, returned wait, wait. it and hold on he got it out of there so this guy stole the sword he, he like lowered it out the window to his buddy <laughs> and <laughs> like, with bed, like with the security like with a bed sheet <laughs> just, just down the wind and then and then so not only did he do that okay let's elaborate on this because you breeze right the fuck past the fact that this guy stole william wallace's sword out of a museum in scotland like it was nothing he was just oh, like well, it's, you know it's scottish people you never know drinking? What, what was going on yeah like what's is there i would bet so you know, maybe they maybe they seen them and they called like some sort of law enforcement, but their ponies aren't that fast. If they were is it <laughs> near Shetland, I don't know. But like the, the okay, so really though, think about this. Like think if you're in the United States and you're to go into one of our museums like the Smithsonian or something and um I don't know. I'm trying to think of some sort of, uh, or just to go into go think of trying to take like the freaking Declaration of Independence. You know, just go up in there and just take it out, lower it out, out a window, <laughs> lower it out a window <laughs> to your buddy, and then you go home and smoke some weed, and have some beers, and watch your footy or whatever games you're watching, and then uh, you uh, um, get bored and you're like, "What the fuck? This you expect to see it on the news, you know, something." Three days pass. You call the museum and you're like, "By the way, I took fucking the Declaration of Independence. Have you guys noticed it yet?" That's basically what happened here. This guy stole the sword, sat on it, waited, called. All right, where are we at? <laughs> that was my breakdown. Yeah, no, it's pretty interesting. Uh, one would guess that there's a little tighter security these days on it. You would hope. Um, and then unfortunate, uh, 
incident in 1996, a sculptor, Tom Church, carved a statue called Freedom, supposedly of William Wallace, but the townspeople and everyone that saw it felt it had Mel Gibson's face on it. <laughs> Why? So my Scottish people were not pleased with this. Um, no, they don't. Dan Rich Scott's often vandalized the misguided tribute to, uh, yeah, the Sterling, uh, eventually the Sterling Council. Uh, oh, well, they leased it for Mr. Church, thinking like it was going to go over really well, and it just didn't. It kept getting fucked with basically it was kept in a cage to prevent further damage i can just picture like drunken scott <laughs> like what are you doing but why that's mount gibson oh, <laughs> like, i mean like um I, I don't even understand i get it he was in the movie okay like you know what i'm saying i, I understand all that but why why otherwise you know it did, was that movie huge in scotland do we know this I don't. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, it was a good movie, but like, come on. Ooh, uh, dude, check this one out. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this might piss somebody off in a way, but here's the reason why. So Gibson was born in Peekskill, New York, of Irish descent. So he's not even right. Yeah, he's Irish. It's like not it's not the same thing, guys. <laughs> Artist, whoever that guy was. What was his fucking name? Uh, Tom Church. Yeah. And yeah, eventually in 2008, it was a statue which was referred to as among the most loathed pieces of public art in Scotland <laughs> uh, was removed and returned to its sculptor, Tom Church. Uh, he failed to sell it to anyone else at an auction and apparently offered it to Donald Trump for his golf resort. And uh, <laughs> they declined it, or they they take it. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. That would have been funny if they put the Donald's hair on the statue, though. Then it would have just been like, yeah, some um, kind of horror movie. I'm confused. Okay, because I'm looking at this now, and um, I don't know how much this actually looks like Mel Gibson. He definitely has some frown lines, and he's like screaming. Like, yeah. his mouth's, like, wide open, and it doesn't look appealing. He looks oddly short, because it's the full-figure Mel Gibson, guys. How tall is Mel Gibson? Do you know that? He's got to be, like, taller. I have no idea. Yeah, how tall is Mel Gibson? Yeah, probably, like, five-something, I'm, I'm assuming. I have no clue. <laughs> what am I, his biographer? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, apparently, like, I mean, you researched this Scottish statue. It's just so oddly shaped. I swear to God. The, when I seen it, I don't know. It looked like the legs were, like, you know, like like two feet tall, maybe, or like a foot tall, and the rest of the body was, like, a normal man size. You know what I'm saying? So it was a very strange object. Um the face was something too like they compared it to some british lady that was on american idol they showed the picture next to it oh, something no. boil i think oh I... no 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 <laughs> yeah that's pretty fucking rugged that's mean that's mean guys but that's pretty funny too. well just because of the like the expression the you know the mouth like open yeah. like like yelling or singing oh, or something so okay was, not so bad then yeah you know what i mean it wasn't yeah. yeah it just said like they're like the way yeah well, this thing's rugged uh, looking, anyway. dude. This thing is so rugged looking. And I was kind of sad, okay, because, like, when I was looking into it and all, Owen, this Wallace thing, uh, the sword and all this, when you look up the the tower that it's in, this picture of this fucking statue comes up, 
okay, as like on the Wikipedia <laughs> and all that shit. It is terrible. And the Scots hate it, guys. This is not a thing. Somebody needs to yeah, change that shit. Yeah, again, it's called like one of the most loathsome pieces of art in oh my God. all of Scotland. Hey, you know, let's get it. Let's get off of that because now we're just talking shit about some guy who probably thought he was doing something amazing. Um, I mean, he'll be remembered. <laughs> For a little while, at least. I don't know. Like, that's a, that's a he did something with his life. Um, so, there is an artifact, mind you, that is, uh, has been proven to be a legitimate thing. Uh, the only question about it is, is if Wallace actually carried it. And it's called, it's known as the Wallace letter. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. It's a, a seven year old, a 700 year old message from the King of France. Uh, one of only two surviving documents with a personal connection to Scottish historical icon, William Wallace. Discovered in the Tower of London in the mid-1800s and now part of the collection of the National Archives. This small and seemingly innocuous letter contains details that can tell us much about the people and politics of this turbulent era. Turbulence is a pretty, like, light word, I feel. And about one of the <laughs> most one of the most famous figures in Scotland's history. So, you know, it's a... it's a Because it, people don't know, like, the King of France actually supported William Wallace. And the whole thing was is that he, uh, he was up in Normandy, I feel, trying to find, like... Um, the legitimate heir to the Scottish throne. He was trying to, like, you know, set things right, I suppose. He didn't want the British rule or whatnot. Um, and so, in this letter from King Philip to Wallace, um, it's it says, this is the translation of it. It says, Philip, by the grace of God, King of the French, to our loved and faithful, our agents appointed to the Roman court. Greetings and love. We command you to... Re- Request the Supreme Pontiff to consider with favor our beloved William Le Wallace, Wallace of Scotland, knight, in those things which he has to transact with him. Given at Perferens on Monday, or Pierre Fons, I feel, on Monday after the Feast of All Saints. So that dates it kind of, uh, 7th November 1300. Medieval scribes, it sounds kind of funny, and I'll tell you why. I got, I got an answer for why that was like hard to understand for us. Medieval scribes wrote in a common form of shorthand to use less parchment. And, like, modern text messaging, like, you know, to save time. Like, it's like an LOL type of deal situation or, uh, you know, what not. WTF, all these things. So, the detective work on this pins this around All Saints Day and directly refers to William Wallace. And it is believed that he received this in another possible message around 1300 while he was uh, in between 1295 and 1300 while he was up in France, I feel and um, so this is one of the only relics that they can actually prove is 100% legitimate for one, the King of France did. This, this is for real from him. But two, they're pretty sure that William Wallace had received it and it was carrying it with him as kind of like a thing, I guess. I don't know, whatever, right? And they just randomly found it in the archives in the Tower of London. Pretty neat. Wow. Yeah. So there's a the thing. But yeah, it's um, it's just showing that uh, France was supporting uh, the Scots, my friend. I don't know. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about um, how do you feel about this whole thing with these British folks and you know fucking with the Scots? I mean, it's just like where it started, I guess. Before they were out colonizing other bits of land, they started on their own island with just a different different people, you know. So, yeah. Well, I have both. Scottish and English blood. I definitely identify more with the Scoot. the resistance, you know, uh, the Scottish fighting oppression. 
Yeah, that's pretty cool. And fried, they made, I wonder when fried chicken was invented. Did William Wallace invent fried chicken? I didn't Google that. I want to say they said it was in like the 1600s. And the Scots will fry anything, apparently. I saw a show where they're putting like a piece of pizza in the deep fryer in Edinburgh. Mm. Damn. And like Mars bars and Twit. Yeah, I mean, just like they will fry anything. Damn. I will say shortbread. That's one thing they got right. Yeah. Very simple. In the culinary. Yeah. It's delicious. I can. I actually had some salted caramel shortbread earlier. Oh, wow. Nice. I can actually make shortbread because it's that simple. Really? Yeah. It's, well, the basic. I don't know if it's good. I made pineapple shortbread one time and, uh, Nicole told me it was good, so I'm assuming. Unless she was just being nice. And it's always kind of dry, right? So it's like, for me, it was kind of a hard... Mm, That's the trick, is if you get it correct, it's actually not Ah. dry. But I think it's quite difficult. Yeah. Direct level of, like, butter and all that. Right. This was not dry, but I just ate it. Oh, wow. Okay. I've only ever had it sort of dry. So I guess I don't know. I mean, even shit I bought from places, so I have no idea. And, um... I wonder if it's called shortbread because are Scottish people notoriously kind of short? <laughs> Aren't they though? Is that a thing? I don't know. I keep associating Scottish people. I with, mean, yeah, built like with dwarves, like in in games. You know what I'm saying? Like they're like really rugged and tough and fucking build really neat shit. You know, like I don't know. Hmm. What did what if do you know any cool like things Scottish people have built? Off top. Mm-hmm. I mean... Castles. <laughs> what did you say? Castles. Oh, hey. I don't know. Yeah, that is a thing. I mean, the Scots are... Uh, Not uh, they're the only ones, but still. There's some cool castles over there I've seen in pictures. Right, and you're going to be heading over there, so that's pretty cool. Um, Sooner than later, yeah. Yeah. So apparently... You'll a couple, see the motherland. Right. They invented bagpipes. I bet you didn't know that. That's funny. Just joking, huh. guys. Anyway, they, no, it, Scotland's inventions are kind of crazy, actually. When I just looked at them, now that I was just kind of talking shit about it, but uh, it's uh, pretty insane. That we should, dude, we should do an episode on this one. How about that? Because here's a real quick list. But uh, they invented television, mammal cloning, the telephone, uh, penicillin, MRI scanners, uh, refrigerators, and uh, daily disposable contact lenses, just to name a few. So, color Damn, ph- okay. Color photography? Holy fuck. Go Scotland. How come not, How come people don't think Scottish people are smart? Because these are all pretty great things. The uh, steam engine? They invented the steam engine. The vacuum flask? That seems appropriate. I don't know if that's all about alcohol, though, or not. So, anyway... <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, hey, check us out uh, at pitlocksupply.com. We got I Tell Story shirts. You can subscribe uh, and help us uh, stay independent. You know what I'm saying? All that fun stuff. Like, we don't really want... Yeah, yes. Help us keep independent. Fight the power. You know, we can do a lot of cool things, too. So make sure to subscribe or buy a shirt or something. Or, you know, at the bare minimum, just make sure to follow the podcast. uh, At the You know, if you could do that, that'd be fucking great, actually. The more followers, the better... And then it'll also let you see uh, episodes when they uh, come out. And if you like the title, you're like, oh, whoa, I want to hear Owen talk about this shit, you know, right? Like I do. That's why I call him and put him on the show. We do these things, okay? Because I want to hear his opinion on stuff because it's fucking good. Okay. All right. Anyway. But nonetheless, it'll help you, like, find these episodes and suggest them to other people in your area or like like the same type of things you do, all that fun stuff. 
Um, yeah, we got shirts up. More stuff coming. Um, you got anything? Uh, what, what, what are you? Uh, what are you thinking, Owen? Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just drawing blanks. I tell stories, drawing blanks. Uh, very uh, on this very Scottish episode. I'm really glad you brought this one up. Uh, you totally had the whole beginning of this, and um, I fucking. I like really actually got more into it as you were talking about it to be honest with you so that was pretty badass and i thought the story was hilarious and just all about it but um uh i guess we'll i hope everybody has a great day much love everybody <laughs>